0: White Cloud, feed to the right, back in front, White Cloud scores! White Cloud, bearing down on the goal, straight down the middle, went to the outside right for Stone, Stone tapped it right back to White Cloud, the righty rips it home.
1: Because
2: one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights
0: Insider Show. Michael, nine seconds, through the left circle, number nine closing in, he scores! That's an overtime winner! Jack Eichel to the one Golden Knights with six seconds to go. From the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Ballard and Ryan Wallace.
2: Getting at it, Vegas Golden Knights back on the ice tomorrow against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, Big news that uh, Phil Kessel is going to skate in his 1,000th consecutive game. There'll be a ceremony tonight uh, before the contest. Gifts and everything. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to that. To Darren Millard, to Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman, and Fox Sports Las Vegas. The other happening in and around the Kessel household is the 2022-23 rivalry series. Canada and the United States. They opened it up last night with the Americans winning 4-3 in a shootout. They are... In Kamloops tomorrow before they get to the Dollar Loan Center in December, and uh, we're pleased to bring in uh, Amanda Kessel uh, on the telephone. Perfect timing, by the way, Amanda. Like you phoned in ten seconds before we came back on the air. That is perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, you know, you know, being on a team, you're you're taught to never be late. So
2: five minutes. usually it would
1: be a little bit earlier, but made it.
2: Hey, uh, let's get into Phil first and then uh, touch on the rivalry series because uh, I- I've been trying to explain to the guys uh, what uh, Canada-U.S. in women's hockey is like and how intense it is. And I-, I have trouble sometimes because I feel like I'm hyping it up too much, but I always leave something on the <laughs> table. But uh, uh, Phil, uh, 1,000 games in a row tomorrow night. Uh, you know him better than anybody. Uh, is tomorrow just another game for him?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um... I think he'd, he'll probably be happy once he's done setting Ironman records. Um, obviously, doesn't doesn't love the attention, but, yeah, for him, it'll just be another game. It's a really special one, so hopefully, I hope he takes that in and, you know, proud of what he's accomplished. Was he
2: always like that with attention from when he was uh, a youngster to junior hockey and, and then into college?
1: Yeah, I think so. Like, I've never remembered him, you know, being out, that outgoing or yeah, loving any attention of any sort. So I think he's always kind of been that way and it's kind of like how my dad is.
2: What's the goofiest thing Phil's ever done?
1: <laughs> goofiest? Um, I don't know about goofy. It's usually just like something competitive. Like, I don't know how many times I've been on like a golf course with him when he's like broken a club over his leg or
2: That's something outstanding. Like that. He's he's big into the ping pong. Like he is he gets fired up over the uh, the table tennis.
1: Yeah, is he is he playing it there?
2: Uh, I, I haven't seen him play it here. I've heard rumblings of it, but I, I I was in Toronto with him when he was uh there and those those matches with Dion were epic.
1: Yeah, that we used to have that in our household too. I've had him chase me around the house. Really? <laughs> because, I, because I beat him, but now it's like, I don't know, I, I've gotten worse. I've gotten older, and he's gotten better, so.
2: Amanda Kessel, do I just beat him? Amanda Castle joins us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
3: You know, obviously, there's there's a competitive fire in Phil that has certainly allowed him to get to this point where he's playing uh, tomorrow in his 1,000th consecutive game. But as a player, like, what are some of the things that Phil's able to do within his game that that you you think has allowed him to have this longevity?
1: I think he's just one like a, a smart player, so he's able to like make plays even if he's not at 100% and then, um, you know, he's not You know, ever on penalty kill or really putting himself in positions to take big hits or be vulnerable. I think that's something that he, you know, learned on pretty quick, like when you're young and you're coming and buzzing around and going 100% into every play that there's a lot of risk. And so I think that he's pretty smart in all aspects of the game.
2: Do you have the same uh, natural genetics where you don't have to necessarily put in all the time like Phil because he he he's so naturally gifted at speed and strength and and it it does drive some guys nuts.
1: Um I don't I don't know. I don't think I'm like I think I have some natural talent but not to that extent. And yeah, I definitely think I have to put in a little extra work and I've you know, I'm lucky to make it through one year healthy, so <laughs> not the same there.
3: You know, when you when you kind of look at your brother and, and the accomplishments that, that he's obviously had in his career, what are you most proud of when it comes to your brother, Phil Kessel?
1: Um, hmm. That's tough. I think it's, as far as his career goes, I mean, probably the obvious answer, but the Stanley Cup. I know he loved his time in Toronto, and then to be traded, that's never easy to go somewhere else, but to kind of go back-to-back on the Penguins and have a a big role in those those games. Those are games I'll never forget. I was kind of just traveling on the road for months at a time, watching them. I was at a point in my life where I was able to, so really proud of him for that.
2: Amanda Kessel with us uh, as Phil Kessel gets ready to play his 1,000th straight game tomorrow night, and Amanda will be here in Vegas uh, in mid-December to participate in the rivalry series, Team USA against Team Canada at the Dollar Loan Centre. So we're hitting two topics with Amanda. Uh, Thanks for joining us uh, tonight, Amanda. What what are parts of Phil's game where you go, uh, I don't know how he does that? I mean, his shot,
1: like it's just, I don't know where that came from, I, i feel like that's just so natural like I don't know I definitely don't shoot like that and um, my other brother de- didn't either and I know like I've had him try and teach me and like he doesn't understand why I have a, a muffin um, <laughs> but yeah like it's just it's incredible how he- how fast he gets a shot off and how hard
2: Is he a better shooter or passer?
1: I think shooter I think he's he- He's gotten to pass him too much as he's gone along in his career and he's just really a really good passer as well because he has great vision, but I would say shooter.
2: I agree with you, and I was hesitant to ask the question because I thought you might say, oh, he's for sure a better passer. <laughs> what are you even asking me this question? <laughs> but I, I, I've, I've watched him forever, and I, I think his shot is uh, underused and underappreciated.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, I tell him all the time just to shoot the puck, I... I'm. I think myself am a better passer, but that's because I don't have that type of shot. So if I were him, I'd be firing it from everywhere.
2: Why doesn't he teach you the
3: secret?
1: He he tried. It's like it's an issue of strength. <laughs> I think.
3: <laughs> I, when when you kind of look at where Phil's at right now with the Vegas Golden Knights, um, is this? really one of those those kind of perfect relationship situations where phil's coming into a team uh that is looking to prove something this year again to the hockey world and and he's fit in incredibly well and, and everyone in the room really gravitates uh, ar- around him as a as a player
1: yeah i think it's a great situation you know i think getting older in your career you always kind of want to be on a on a winning team and coming from on that um kind of rebuilding it's tough Um, so it's just I'm excited that he's going to have an opportunity to be on a playoff team and off to a really great start so far.
2: I apologize, Phil, but i got to move on because I want to get to the rivalry series uh, with Matt. I don't get the opportunity to speak to somebody who's directly involved in a Canada-US uh, series like this uh, very often. So, Amanda, you guys win last night over Team Canada. I- I'm Canadian. I should uh, say that up front. Uh, Ryan's American, but uh, 4-3 uh, or, sorry, 5-4 in the shootout uh, last night. Uh, give me an idea. 4-3 in the shootout last night. Uh, give me an idea where that game was because it was back and forth.
1: Yeah, we got an early 2-0 lead and then You know, it's like, you know you're never, like, nothing's guaranteed in those games. Somehow they always end up in overtime or a shootout. Like, I would like to see the percentage of games that we play each other that are won by, you know, more than a goal. It's just incredible that two teams can play for so long against each other and still have close games every single time.
2: I'm blown away because you guys all play together or have played together either in college or the professional ranks and then you get uh, on those uh, those sweaters and it turns into just a flat out uh, just battle. Uh, is it's like a switch turns on with you guys
1: I mean I luckily don't have friends on the team and I kind of like it that way. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> um, yeah, none of them I played with in college and I haven't really played with them at like the professional level so. I'm I'm in a good spot. I don't I don't have to. Yeah, have any friends out there, and I like it that way. But a lot of the girls, a lot of the girls do, and I think once we put on our our USA or Canada jerseys, there's no friends anymore.
3: What what has what has made this rivalry so special to, to maybe to you as a player? But uh, why do you feel like it kind of transcends hockey? I just
1: there's. Like, when you think about it, there's no two teams that really play each other that often that are, you know, the best of the best. It's kind of like if, you know, back in the day, Pittsburgh and Washington played, you know, each other, basically. That's all they played all year, you know, the Lightning and uh, Colorado. Like, just the best of the best playing each other nonstop and having such close games or, you know, 20-plus years now, it's it just keeps growing, the rivalry.
2: We don't get to see it uh, as much uh, on the men's side, Canada-U.S., but I would rather watch the rivalry series uh, mm-hmm. in women's hockey, Canada-U.S., all day long uh, than the men, because it's just such an intense uh, battle. You guys are here December 15th, uh, looking forward to being out at the Dollar Loan Centre. Uh, talk to our audience about what people are going to see, why they should uh, come out and support such an amazing event.
1: It's just great hockey. Like I think anybody that comes to one game, they want to come back. It's exposing themselves to a game, so it's always close game, fun game. It gets spicy out there. So come on out and, and watch us. I'm sure it'll be a, a great game and very entertaining.
2: Can you guys run the table against Canada?
1: I I don't know. I, I mean. I would like to like there was a, for a while like they couldn't beat us there and then they've kind of the lost two tournaments have have gotten us so we're looking to get back on top here.
2: And what's cool is you guys playing big building the like, Climate Pledge in in Seattle on the twentieth this weekend uh, on Sunday. You're at the Dollar Loan Center, home of the Henderson Silver Knights, and then Crypto in in L A. Like you guys are playing in in big buildings.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's really cool for us. Like these are experiences that you don't get that often especially to like play on your home soil that's just something that we don't have an opportunity to do that often so we're really excited these are you know kind of like the games of our our lifetimes and what we look forward to yeah
3: i want to zero in on the game obviously here in vegas at the dollar loan center did you ever kind of imagine that you'd be in a situation where you're playing Mm -hmm. a hockey game against canada in las vegas
1: no never like I'm so excited. I love Vegas. I've been to some of the, the Knights games, not this year, but in the past. And it's just cool how, like, Vegas is, you know, taking up liking to hockey anywhere in Vegas. You see people with Golden Knights gear on. So we're really excited to see the turnout there and to bring women's hockey there.
2: Have you been to a VGK game?
1: Yeah, not this year, but I've been to a few, and it's it's entertaining. It's fun. The fans get into it. It's
2: awesome. It's like a nightclub, and then <laughs> the the puck moves, and it's a hockey game, and then the puck stops, and it's a nightclub.
1: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's
2: it's awesome. I right? think it's great. Uh, we we have a game tomorrow night that we're broadcasting. Uh, I'll be on the uh, panel in the pregame, the intermissions, and the postgame with Darren Elliott, a Canadian Olympian, and then Megan Bozek. Uh, is going to join us tomorrow.
1: Oh, nice. Tell me about That's Megan. Awesome.
2: Give me the inside scoop that, uh, <laughs> that will prepare me to work with Megan.
1: We always just say the Bose bomb. Um, oh, yeah? And Bozak. Like, she just had the hardest shot in women's hockey. Like, I think everybody on Canada and the U.S. would know that. You, like, you do not want to get in front of her swap shot.
2: What do you think she'll be like on TV with us?
1: She has a... A dry sense of humor, very quick wit, so we'll see if she pulls out any <laughs> any sarcasm or anything.
2: I told but her to, that's, to beak us. That's I, awesome. s- I told her, I said, you gotta beak us. Uh, every chance you get, and uh, and uh, we'll have we'll have a lot of fun, but is there one story, one part of Megan, because you, you guys go way back, uh, that, that I can drop on the air where she'll go, uh, oh. I, I, I know you got that from Amanda. And
1: um, off the top of my head i can't think of anything i'll have to i'll send you a message if Please. i think of anything here tonight. awesome but there, i think there's too many with her
2: really <laughs> no uh, yeah how, how how close are you guys
1: i'm really close with megan i was supposed to be in her wedding which she i mean that's been a joke in itself. she hasn't been married she's married now but it was supposed to happen like three years ago um she still hasn't been able to have a ceremony so
2: really well because there of you COVID,
1: go. COVID and then tournaments and whatnot. She had to like cancel it at least twice.
2: So it'd be a, it'd be kind of a bad thing if I introduced her. Here's Megan Bozak. Why aren't you married yet?
1: <laughs> she officially is now. I think it was okay. in her like had a trip, you know, like a yeah. just went to the town hall. Um, but maybe you should throw out she should just do a Vegas wedding at this point.
2: Oh, that'd be good. Oh, we we could do a second intermission tomorrow night. That's the right direction. Yeah, I I like that idea. Like
1: wedding that was canceled fifty times, and (laughs) now she gets married at the Vegas chapel. Uh,
2: Anything you want? uh, What would you say to Phil if uh, Phil was uh, listening right now?
1: Just that I'm very proud of him. Love watching him play. Try to stay up. I'm on East Coast time, but I try to stay up for. Know, every single game and, and watch whenever I can. His biggest fan and just very proud of him.
2: Well, when you're watching, uh, know that we're uh, sending our best to you as well. I uh, really appreciate this. Uh, good luck tomorrow night in Kamloops, uh, one of the great areas of the world. And then you know, work your way through Seattle uh, Henderson on December 15th and Crypto on Monday, December 19th. Uh, thanks, Amanda. Really appreciate it. Uh, you're, uh, you're the best. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Amanda Kessel, who is the sibling of Phil Kessel. hmm. Yeah. Who will play his 1000th straight game. That is a cool get right there. Getting Amanda right in the middle of the rivalry series. And if you. Don't go to that game on December fifteenth. You're doing yourself a disservice if you're a hockey player because it's wild. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I we got to figure out a way for me to get there. Yeah, I, that's that's all I can say. I'm I, serious about I, that. I, I'm, I'm not joking either. I, I think that you know just the fact that Amanda sat there and said, "I don't have friends on the other side, and I, I like it that way." That's fantastic. Yes. It gives you an idea of just how heated, uh, as she said, how spicy those games can get. I, I'm I'm here for it, 100. percent
2: And a, a golfer. Minnesota, mm-hmm. so uh, our own uh, good friend Bruce Cusick is is very happy. Uh, he makes sure he sends me notes whenever there's something that uh, that works for him sure. that yeah. he could get a mention. Yeah, uh, so that uh, <laughs> that works as well. Bruce, I know what you're doing. I know I do the same thing with people. I'll send them notes hoping they're going to say my name on the radio. Oh. I know you're doing that, Bruce, uh, the great announcer uh, at uh, T-Mobile. At the fortress. So, we've got uh, something special for you here before we get into the controversy of the day. uh, I got a chance to sit down with Riley Smith Mm -hmm. earlier today, and we had some ice cream uh, together, and it's something called The Scoop, but uh, it's on VGK Twitter. And uh, here's my conversation with Riley It's The Scoop. Brought to you by a Secret Creamery with Riley Smith, what do you get? I think I got the same as you, Vegas Born Brownie. Mm-hmm. Are you, uh, uh, when you eat ice cream, this will be what the first of many, do you like eat the whole ice cream off the spoon or do you chip away? Uh... I think I go small bites. I do too. Yeah. I could be an NHL player now because oh. you and I are the same way. One scoop at a time, I guess. Uh, your 700th game, did you keep the puck, the game sheet,
4: anything? I kept my stick, but I kind of did that a couple days later. I was like, I may as well keep something. And uh, I hadn't broken the stick yet. So I just grabbed it when we got back from the road and threw it in my garage. And I don't know what I'll do with it, but probably go to my parents or something like that.
2: Did you, uh, do you label it or anything like that?
4: I wrote 700 on it and that's about it. I'm sure Mm -hmm. I'll do something a little nicer somewhere down the road, but you know, hopefully there's 800 and then I can actually. Do you have
2: anything like the other
4: milestones? Six, five, four? Uh, 500, I have a puck. But I'm not very good at keeping stuff. Mm-hmm. My parents do a really good job, so I don't have to. <laughs> um, they have, I think their basement is just filled with memorabilia from me and my two brothers. So, um, do you go through it every now and then? No, Never. Uh, there's too much down there to even try to. But yeah. um, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of milestones, and a lot of history from us growing up playing a lot of sports. So. Uh, They keep it all. I don't know what they plan on doing with it, but they got it.
2: Museum, Smith Museum. Hey, is it good? What do you think?
4: It's actually really good. Mm -hmm. Secret creamery.
2: One of us has to go work out after this.
4: Yeah, that's gonna be tough for you, huh? It is.
2: Well, you've seen me work out. Um, Do you know when you're on a roll?
4: Seriously, like, can you feel it happening? Does that mean I'm on a roll right now? I think you're on a roll right now. Um, I think you get a little bit more confidence. Uh, I was talking to Shane Knighty after our last practice. I've heard of him. Yeah. And he was asking me what's the the difference when you're playing with confidence and you're maybe fighting the puck a little bit. Mm -hmm. And for me, I always think of it's my my first touch on the puck. If I can get a clean first touch and I'm confident that I know I'm going to get a flat puck and my head goes up right away, I see the ice a second or two quicker and the game gets just that much easier.
2: How much did your daughter change during the road trip?
4: Crazy, it's
2: wild. Isn't wild.
4: It? I mean, we were gone for eleven days, and when I came back, it felt like there was an entirely new little human when I yeah. came home. So it was pretty special for me.
2: What's the most toppings you've ever put on ice cream?
4: I'm a minimalist. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Tough to tough to see that. But so one maybe? Yeah, not much. You know, when you go to get ice cream or frozen yogurt, I throw you know two or three things on there, and that does it for me. How about yourself?
2: well i'm like nuts chocolate sprinkles
4: chocolate spread so pretty everything. much like a, a sundae
2: yeah yeah uh, i call it a stew like what? an ice cream stew oh. not bad you like when the ice cream melts a little yeah. bit yeah oh that that's the best Gotcha. leave it out hey um you can hang out here if you want but we're done in the
4: interview. we're done okay yeah may okay. as well finish this will you
2: sign my spoon
4: if you got a small marker sure <laughs>
2: And make sure you pick up your uh bgk ice cream green valley grocery it's awesome
4: secret creamery right secret creamery yeah thanks for works. helping me out there no problem shout outs that's what i'm here for
2: <laughs> a bonus shout out uh for for secret creamery that we we were eating the ice cream as mm-hmm. we did that. Could so hear the, it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I apologize for that because yeah. normally you don't want to talk with your mouth full uh, like that, or you're scooping along. But I, the ice cream is good, and it's good for the for the sponsor. Yeah, but it's also. That's cool. Like hearing Riley so relaxed. Mm-hmm. Like, he's mm-hmm. a
3: funny guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he, he was he was giving it to you pretty good. It was fantastic. one scoop at a time. <laughs> yeah. One scoop at a time. You, you'll get there, one day, kid. He <laughs> <laughs> shot shot the workout thing at me. Yeah, that was good. Um, I, I what what flavor did you go with? Again, I, I I I it's I'm I'm forgetting. I bra- I went brownie. Did you eat brownie? Okay, so for uh, not fortress fudge, not nope. victory flamingo, not chance tracks, but the Vegas born brownie. Correct.
2: I'm gonna to be honest, we we were out of chance tracks. Okay, probably would have been what I went with, but mm-hmm. brownie was my number two choice, and Riley was right in there. Like seriously, he and I are exactly the same. The way we eat our ice cream, mm-hmm. our... are. Flavors, so I am like this close to being a National Hockey League player.
3: What did you call yeah, it? I don't a, think so. Uh, an ice cream stew.
2: Yeah, because I, I like it. I like it when it melts a little bit, I and then just I throw a- then I throw everything in there. I love all the toppings, and then it becomes like a like a, a chili st- or a
3: or a stew. You're like Elf.
0: Yeah, close to that. Oh boy, it's the
3: second time he's been able to use stew today. Stew. Uh, yeah. yeah, stew. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm very much. Like Riley, in that z- two to three toppings at m- at most max for ice cream.
2: That was his other good line. Uh, you didn't see that coming about being a minimalist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's funny. Good stuff. I
2: like it. Well That's done. A, good, a lot, uh, a lot of fun uh, hanging out with Riley.
0: What was your flavor? Oh, I'm going Chef. with the chance tracks all the way. Yeah, mm. mm. give me give me a ton of stuff in there.
3: That is chopped peanut butter cups with fudge brownie chunks swirled in delicious vanilla ice cream.
0: Yeah, you had me at chopped peanut butter cups. Like that's that's mm-hmm. that's the sell right there. I
2: was—I had half mine, and then I shared it at the office today. And India Shea, mm-hmm. part of our PR communications group, uh, she's amazing. She's so cool. Uh, she dove into my ice cream. It took me like I, I nibble at it. Mm-hmm. I had half my serving. She like. Devoured it Yeah And I'm not telling Tales out of school here mm. It was like Five spoonfuls In Two minutes And it was gone No brain
3: freeze huh Nothing
2: That's wow. like my it problem was, it was, and, and she sat there Staring at me nice. The whole time After Riley left the, the studio She was staring at me Hoping that I
3: was Going to offer My ice cream and I did, and it was gone. I'd be the same way. That's I, awesome. I'm telling you. Fortress, she's, she's my hero now. I, I'm looking at the flavors. Fortress Fudge, that's for sure me. Like, I'm I'm yeah. chocolate all day, every day. So chocolate ice cream with dark chocolate fudge flakes and chocolate cookies couldn't get any better.
2: Ashley and I, that's the best part of our job. We get to do that, uh, the scoop. Uh, when we continue, one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League at delving into the controversy from last night. We'll tell you all about it as we continue on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores.
0: It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Action tonight in the National Hockey League features the
2: Buffalo Sabres and Ottawa Senators tangling. It's like that mini tournament between teams that are trying to take the next step this year.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Two clubs that have been okay at times and then disappointing at times in, sure. the se- in their own records, yeah. uh, where they've given some points back. It's one-one in the second period.
3: Don't I don't have like a crazy interesting thought on this one. Like I, I think Buffalo Ottawa. Certainly can be better. Certainly can be more consistent. Um, but like now, they just they have to go out and do it. Like that's the next step for these two organizations, these two hockey clubs, is consistency night in and night out. It hasn't been there this year.
2: I think they're way further behind a lot of people's expectations. Mm-hmm. That well, uh, the additions this year on the. Ottawa side and the anticipation of really cranking it up on the Buffalo side. Uh, that that was uh, mm-hmm. that was clean air, sunshine in the sky. Thinking, who's been more disappointing? Ooh, uh, Ottawa. That's fair. Yeah,
3: because they brought in more guys. Yeah, well, I mean, more he, more outside guys. Giroux, DeBrinket, you're expecting something big. Blues it hasn't happened yet.
2: Blues are beating the Blackhawks one nothing.
3: Callie Rosen be.
2: with a with a, a goal there I think the blues are, are good I like the blues I, I think people roasting them early on mm-hmm. was uh was misguided taking advantage of a losing streak uh, I'm really glad that they were patient there with with that group I, I think they could still make some changes because of unrestricted free agents uh coming up but uh they're in the in the sights of of a four-game winning streak now. They beat Colorado
3: the day after beating Vegas. Uh, they're putting some wins together. Yeah, St. Louis is interesting because you had to think at some point the offense would catch up, right? Like the, at some point they'd start putting pucks in the back of the net. Uh, they're good enough defensively. They they can get the goaltending when they need it to, to go on a bit of a run. Um, they were able to pick up some confidence, right? And, and that's kind of the big thing for St. Louis. They needed something to turn the tide. They get a big win against uh, the San Jose Sharks. They roll it into Vegas and all of a sudden they're, they're on a little bit of a heater. There was they, a lot
2: of people that didn't think that they were going to be able to turn it around.
3: Uh, there were. Yeah. And, a lot. And it, I'm looking it, at you. Yeah, it's fine. I, I, I don't know where I'm at right now with the St. Louis blues. I, I think that, you know, you've got a team that's obviously streaky. That's able to put together nice win streaks who went on an absolute, uh, absolutely devastating losing streak. I, I think that. I think that I, I. I don't believe that they're going to be able to outscore, or score to the level that they did last year. And, and I just don't know if they've got it well, enough. Well, their
2: goaltending should be better than last year.
3: Yeah, I don't believe that it's going to be better either. Hmm. So he's, he's been really good. He, he has. Good. He's he's been fine, but I think that there's always an opportunity for that to fall off. So that's I'm, just your inner dislike talking It's not my It is dislike. you don't like him Jordan and you Bin- offer every hot opinion goalie. like that He's a hot and cold goalie Jordan Binnington as the guy has not been anywhere close to what he was when he was trying to take the job It's it's purely there
2: You can't look at this objectively I don't even know why I brought it up so let's go on to Edmonton. How,
3: what is is Jordan Binnington like? Top ten in the league? Am I am I am I speaking out of turn here? He's not like a, an elite goalie. Edmonton He's and lead, Los Angeles lead, lead average goalie.
2: Edmonton and Los Angeles. It's a rematch of that first round playoff series last year, which oh. LA pushed Edmonton to the very brink. Should have won that series. So now you look at these two teams. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you like one more than the other?
3: Uh, I like them both. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I love. La's Connor. off to a better start. I love Connor McDavid. I love Leon Draisaitl. I love how offensively gifted those two players are. I don't like much else about the Edmonton Oilers, though they are wearing the reverse retros tonight, so I'm stoked on that. Um, and the Los Angeles Kings are really an interesting team for me because they are, I would say, without an identity. Right? Like this is a Kings team that got caved in by the Calgary Flames early on in the game, 6-3 at, at, at a point, and then all of a sudden make it really interesting late. The Kings, to me... Oh, the other night. Yeah, the other yeah, night.
2: yeah, yeah. Well, they, LA should have tied that game.
3: They should have tied that game. They didn't end up doing it. Big save from Jacob Markstrom in, in the waning seconds. But, you know, like, I don't know what the Kings are trying to do. I don't know if they're trying to... Get into track meet with track meets with teams if they're trying to cut back on goals against because every game it's a different story for Los Angeles and they don't ever nah, really feel like they're in control of anything. Th- their goaltending hasn't been great. Oh, Couldn't see that coming.
2: Yeah, it, it it hasn't been as good as it was last year, but they're they're ten seven know. and one. I don't I don't Gordon mind L. A. Than- and I think they can score. Uh, a little bit
3: I like LA I like Edmonton I'm excited for this game I I really really am looking forward to seeing it tonight
2: some injuries to tell you about Mm -hmm. Marc Andre Fleury's gone a week yeah not great no Philip Gustafson will be the goaltender of record. Zane McIntyre has been called up to to fill in on that side so Mm -hmm. uh, Marc Andre played last night in a loss against Nashville uh, the Vancouver Canucks won last night, uh, against Buffalo. Uh, but Bo Horvat led the way again with three points. It was Luke Shen who received the victory belt in the dressing room. Luke Shen. Didn't see that, uh, happening. A lot of, a lot of calls, uh, uh, to Luke Shen right now. <laughs> He's 33 years old. Yeah. Defenseman. He, he can play tough. He can play physical. He can throw in the odd, uh, offensive spurt. Uh, he he's makes nothing. Sure, that's like there's attractive. so many teams right now yeah. desperate for defensemen. Yes. I mentioned that you won't see a, a blue liner on waivers sure. for a while. Yeah, because everybody's getting picked up.
3: Yeah, I mean if you can move Luke Shen and get something back, by all means.
2: Even after a win, there's speculation about Bruce Boudreau.
3: <laughs> okay,
2: and his and his future.
3: What like okay. Just from like a logistics perspective, are, are the are the Vancouver Canucks legitimately going to put themselves in a position to pay three coaches, two of which? Not well, to coach? that's
2: why I don't think it's happening. Right,
3: I don't think it's happening. Even though yet.
2: Jimmy Rutherford, I believe, wants to. Oh, do it.
3: I, I think if we're reading between the lines, and you don't have to read terribly. There's, terribly there's hard.
2: There's no lines. Yeah, it's, and it's in bold font. Yeah,
3: exactly. Jim Rutherford is not happy with Bruce Boudreau. Like it's just very simple, but. I think you look at this year as, as kind of a, a year where you've got to do the things you said you were going to do when you take over. Uh, Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvine. You, you've got pieces. You're not ready. You're not a contender. So start moving on from certain players, certain pieces and try to build something next year. Uh, that's what you got to do here. Columbus
2: lost Patrick he He's out three to four weeks with a sprained ankle. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Elvis Merzikens Jake Bean and Emil Benstrom all having medical tests today. Merslikans is the goaltender. I like guess and this is this is with Worenski already out. Yep. Uh Jacob Voracek. Like it's it's bad in Columbus right now.
3: I'm telling you. Tank for Connor Bedard. Well, I don't think they have to tank. Well, I'm just saying like, it's going to just come naturally. Just let it be a thing. I it could be a blessing in disguise for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Really?
2: Uh, Bill Armstrong uh, was uh, talking at the NHL general manager meetings, mm-hmm. and the price for Jacob Chikrin, apparently not, not dropping. Two first-round picks. So just look around to see who's got two first-round picks. Yeah. Like both their this year and yeah, next yeah. year or yeah. multiple picks, and uh, and that's where it's going to go. Jacob Chikrin. That's a lot.
3: Well, a guy that hasn't played mm-hmm. and has injury question marks. If I'm a team, I'm not paying for that. It doesn't matter how desperate I am for a defenseman.
2: Uh, you want to get into the big controversy from last night?
3: Uh yeah, is it is it you know better than a 307 goals against average this year for Jordan Binnington Yeah! Uh have you watched him? He's, He's been, been good. Fine. He's been fine.
2: Yes, you're cherry picking stats.
3: Oh, I'm not cherry picking stats. <laughs>
2: He, he allows my over. Job he it.
3: allows over three goals a game. Oh, he's good. For a team that can't score, I now I just with with people who
2: say this is a three two league. Still, I think it's a four three league. Well,
3: to they're be, not getting to four and they're giving up three pretty regularly. To be perfectly
2: honest, it's a four three league, and I love I'll never the understand fact your it,
3: love for Jordan Binnington. That it's I'll never there. get it. I think tough guy in the league.
2: So here is the big uh, the big controversy last night. I wore the hoodie.
3: Yeah, you did. I love
2: it. I thought it looked good. Players love it.
3: Uh sure they do.
2: They did. We okay. talked yeah. Logan came over, he 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 liked it. Uh, uh one of the assistant coaches mentioned it. I won't yeah. mention his name because uh because he might be he might be looking into doing it himself and I, mm. I don't wanna put him on the mm. spot where we're looking for that. Sure. Uh Shane Knighty wasn't quite there. Sure. So I took Shane over to William Carlson. I interrupted. You scribes were all in talking to William Carlson about World Cup.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. right. I busted into that conversation, kick As Chapman aside. Do. Yeah, and yep. sat down with with Carlson, and we talked about the hoodie with the the suit jacket. Uh-huh. He does the same thing. He sure. wears it, so he was right on board. He also told us that he bought a cool new turtleneck in Montreal, hmm. and we made an agreement if. Carlson wears the new turtleneck tomorrow night. Okay, Natty has to do the hoodie. I think we might have him. We might have Shane convinced it. it Did now, he, he agree he, to it he, or no? He didn't. He said he wasn't in favor of the hoodie because he thinks I'm too old for it. I disagree with that. I mean,
3: you're never too uh, old
2: no. to be comfortable. Yeah, and I thought I look cool with it, and I, I think I I, I, I I look younger than seventy.
3: I don't know that I would throw the word "cool" out there. Oh, I I think you looked comfortable and warm, so, maybe.
2: We and it was cold last night. Yeah, though, right? it was. So I think we brought and with Carlson's support, okay, to Wild Bill's support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the guy that wears the reverse retro to bed every night. Like he knows fashion. Mm-hmm. I think with his support, we might we might have Naughty on board with the with the hoodie. Which you have to do it. You can't wear a fleece hoodie or one of the bulky ones. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a fashionable, a cool, like a, a hoodie that would work with a suit coat.
3: All right. So you broke it out in game seventeen.
2: Yep. How many? But they
3: lost last night, and and that's the other don't thing. Don't stop. No, stop. I'm
2: not saying that.
3: I know. I. Well, but but I, there's a couple of, said, p- couple of people
2: said. A couple of people said they lost. You you can't wear it again. Okay, I'll be wearing ridiculous. it again
3: because I got like four of them. That's ridiculous. Um, so is that how many times you're going back to it? I'm going Four? once a month. Once a month. Yeah. So we've got five. Good. So you, the, didn't, you the, didn't wear one in October. No. So I might. I so might. You gotta, go. you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta. make up for it. Yeah. It'll I think it's. Good. I think it's
2: a cool look. I but it was cold enough last night that I considered putting the 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 top up <laughs> on it. But it's got to be a good hoodie. Like don't, don't just be thinking. Now yeah. tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. John Shannon joins us for his weekly visit. Oh, nice! The executive producer, former executive producer of the National Hockey League's Hockey Night in Canada.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, he is not a big fan of it. Oh, great! The establishment, like the this the traditionalists, awesome. good information don't like it. The young, hip, cool people, we like it. Okay. Tomorrow don't say night. We. Tomorrow night, we've got this battle that's going to happen, and I want you guys to be prepared for it. Because it could be ugly between no, no, no. Shannon and I.
3: Well, you, you why can't didn't throw you wear the young hoodie hip then? Cool. Hold on. Why <laughs> didn't you? If you know John's coming on tomorrow, why didn't you wear the hoodie tomorrow night? So you could have been in the hoodie talking about and justifying why you were going. No, to it's, wear the hoodie. it's
2: way better. I already wore it, so he he now got a chance have, to watch. He's got I tape sh- on you. I couldn't shake him last night. He was texting up a storm. Yeah. But again, that's yeah. not the that's not the person I'm I'm trying to impress you, you John to, Shannon's not that guy. You got to tell John to
3: just chirp you, you on tell Twitter. Him t- you tell him. Ah, that's a good point.
0: Yeah, who so who who is the demographic that you're looking to impress? Cool people? And uh, I think yeah, I did a hell yeah, of a I job know, of that. I don't know about that. Look, look, I
2: should, look you, you, got be- you got <laughs> beaked you got by the coach today. <laughs> I can't even bring it up. I can't even bring it up because I'm in fa- I'm with the coach on this. Uh the coach has beaked you twice now about your dress code and you think he's being Funny with you. Well the first, oh, He's actually was, what, what he's funny. like. The what fir- he's really doing is saying, "Don't come in here with that stuff." The
0: first time he he's he's complimented me on the Jaws T-shirt. He goes, oh, "I really like that Jaws T-shirt." No. That's not a chirp. He
2: was not serious about that. No, you know what? I I think, I think, I think he was. that you wearing a Jaws shirt. This is my impression of uh, Bruce saying, "You wearing a Jaws shirt to a National Hockey League media session is." On the other side of the line, All
4: right, no, so he's I saying. Don't, I, don't think, I, I, I like don't that think that's what he
2: said. He's he's he's
3: you're saying passive it was aggressive, passive oh, okay. aggressive. There no, no.
0: Now, now today, I, I get it because it is Patriots Week. He he's a a Massachusetts Boston guy, right? He's friends with Belichick, so I get that. Like, I totally get it that mm-hmm. that he would be. Why are you wearing a Jets hat on on during Jet Patriot Week? Exactly.
2: Uh, should mention New Jersey won their tenth game in a row last night. Yeah, they did. And Jack Hughes hmm Lit it up. Yeah, two goals. Yeah. They're on a heater.
3: That's a good thing that he was asked about consistency within a 60-minute game. I
2: get what the reporter was doing. I
3: know what the reporter was doing, too. It was I a love good, good response. That, I love the fact that Jack said, I think we'll be fine, and then goes out and backs it up. I, I asked
2: you- a question like that once to Brendan Shanahan. Look, Just looking for a quote. Just looking for a clip. Give me a yeah. clip. It was during yeah, the yeah. Stanica final in 2002. <laughs> not that I remember everything or hold a grudge. And clearly not. But... I, I like I I am mad at him still about his answer and have I have never forgiven him for that answer. Yeah. But I don't think I, he I, so was that's, I know over exactly that. what the producer was going for was, or the uh, uh well, you can't reporter leave us, was doing you can't yesterday. leave
3: us hanging what was what was I asked something
2: about uh he was going to win a Stanley Cup and an Olympic gold in the same year.
3: Mm.
2: Pretty cool. Like mm. I phrase like that. He's like, "Yeah." Yeah, obviously pretty cool. I'm like, <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> You can't play ball with me for a little bit. Brendan Shanahan, my new favorite Delphi And, and Brendan and I have met numerous times. You should have. We've gone out for breakfast. We've done. Uh, we we know each other quite well. Yeah. So we're fine. I just. I can't let it go.
3: You uh, you, you should have asked him that question when you were eating ice cream together. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Gary Roberts got.
2: did the same thing to me once, but then I played hockey with Gary and realized he could run me through the boards and probably would. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because unlike. Unlike Brandon Shanahan, who's got a bit of an off switch, uh, there's no off switch with with Gary. So I just let it go with uh with Gary Roberts. Uh those are your one timers uh for this what is it? So Wednesday, yep. uh, November Uh we have
0: two sets of tickets or one set of tickets? No, we have two sets. So we two can give, sets. Give one away now and give one, one away, away for the end and, of the show. All right.
2: So let's let's go with caller number fourteen to 702-876-1340, and we will send you to next week's game against the Ottawa Senators. And then we've got another set. So just keep phoning until the end of the show
0: on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So, uh I know Ryan still does not like that. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this tomorrow, but uh the Great Cup is Sunday, and I spoke with a couple of, it's taking place in Regina, Saskatchewan, and I had a few conversations with uh, a couple guys with Saskatchewan roots, Braden McNabb, Chandler Stevenson, and uh, um, uh Jake decision uh, who played in Regina. But I was doing a little research on it, and, and there's a reason why I'm interested in the Great Cup, but... It's kind of cool. The national anthem is going to be sung by a country singer, indigenous country singer named Tegan Little Chief, and he will be singing it in Cree. It will also be sung in English and French, and it's the first time in Grey Cup history where the national anthem will be sung in an indigenous language. So That's awesome. I found that very cool. Uh, it, it's it's just a, a very, I think, important thing, but I uh, wanted to mention that, and I'll talk a little bit more about the Grey Cup tomorrow and why I'm interested in it, but uh, I know we've got some more tickets to give away.
2: Winnipeg and Toronto.
0: Winnipeg's in
2: his third straight. Coupe de la Grey. They are a four and a half point favorite in that one, by the way. (laughs) Going to win for sure. Guaranteed. Uh, We've got some tickets to give away, but I also want to mention the rivalry series. That game, December 15th, Canada, Mm -hmm. the USA. Uh, You can get tickets through AXS. that AXS.com. Nice. Pick them up. Dollar Loan Center is the site of that one. Uh, 702-876-1340. I should go caller number ninety three <laughs> and keep Chapman here until nine thirty, but no, I will No, the won't. phone works now. Yeah, good point. Uh, but I will go caller number seven to seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. Two tickets are yours to see the Golden Knights take on the Ottawa Senators next week. Tomorrow night they host the Arizona Coyotes in the midst of a fourteen game road trip. Yeah, and it's Phil Kessel's one thousandth game. Naturally. Consecutive game. Yeah, there it is. 1,000th consecutive game. And there'll be a ceremony before the game to uh, honor him. Get there early. Yep. And make sure that uh, you're in your seat for that one. Can't wait. We'll be in section 104 at Team Mobile Arena with the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.